This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. What are you hearing? Good morning, my friends. Look, Donald Trump, I've been traveling with him here these last several months, and there is a notable word that we have seen drop from his vocabulary, I should say, diminish greatly. And that's the word Republican here. When you look at the polling numbers, you see him right now in the average over the last several weeks, 30 points ahead of Ron DeSantis. And this harkens back to the campaign strategy of this current operation. John Allen, our colleague and myself, had multiple conversations with advisors and allies about what their strategy is going ahead and they are looking to really revert this back to a 2016 campaign one that is separate from the republican party of course donald trump has suggested that he may not sign the loyalty pledge later on this year meaning that there's other republican candidates in this race who he could see himself not supporting if they were to win the nomination he has suggested that he may skip the first republican debates the times you do hear donald trump out on the campaign trail talk about the Republican Party, it's in a disparaging way, largely. When he's talking about Ron DeSantis, he calls him a establishment Paul Ryan Republican. You know, we had conversations with Steve Bannon in this piece who says, look, what has the Republican Party done for him over the last two years? To what extent have they defended him? That it's time for him to break away. Charlie Cook, uh, or Charlie Kirk, a, a right-wing provocateur uh, who has a major uh, a radio and TV program speaking to sort of grassroots conservatives he made the case that they need to build up a true opposition party and that relying on the Republican Party in 2024 is not going to be good enough for them. They need to build a movement, not one that is R versus D, but one that is really creates an opposition movement. I had a conversation with one advisor who told me that this is no longer R versus D. They need to look big picture. They are the front runners and they are going to win the Republican nomination, the advisor asserts, but they said that they need, and there's a, a, a reckoning that in 2020, they needed to build a broader electorate. One third of the American population over the age of 18 did not vote in the 2020 election. And so, well, yes, Donald Trump faces some headwinds. You, Joe, anecdotally have had conversations with folks that are moving away from him. I have as well. But there is a, a, a reckoning inside of this campaign that they need to build something greater outside of this. Mm -hmm. And they believe that 2016 operation moving away from the Republican Party is their best opportunity to do so. Mm. And, and uh, Simone, on, on the Democratic side, Bobby Kennedy Jr., doing well. He's at 19%. Ha hasn't really gotten that, that much out there. I mean, it's it, and I'm starting to hear more and more talk about him. Are we going to actually have a challenge here? I'm trying not to laugh, Joe. There's <laughs> not going to Wait, be. Can I just, can I stop you for a second? Yes. Do you know? 
How many people said the same thing about Donald Trump That's in 2015 true. on yes, this show? Except said I will the note same exact left. thing. Yes, because there was going to be a Republican primary. But I really think that uh, the mealy mouth Democrats, as I like to call them, and some of my progressive friends who would like to live in a fantasy land, they need to come back to reality. Yeah. And the reality is this. The sitting president of the United States of America is a Democrat, a Democrat that would like to run for re-election so much so that he has declared a re-election campaign. Right. In that case, the Democratic National Committee will not facilitate a primary process. There will be no debate stage for Bobby Kennedy, Marianne, Will Marianne Williamson, or anyone else to stand So we're going to have another Bobby Kennedy in an empty chair in the debate, right? There will be no debate. <laughs> yeah, no debate. The Democratic yeah. National Committee administers the debates, and they're not going to set up a primary process for debates to for someone to challenge the head of the Democratic Party. Yeah. David, a lot of Democrats concerned about Joe Biden. They, they may not be saying it in front of the television camera, but man, get those cameras off. And they're all like, oh, are we going to make it through the next stage? What are we going to, uh, what, what do you think? Is this just, is this what Democrats do best? Is, as Obama team said, they're bedwetting, uh, bedwetting Democrats? <laughs> Which one is that? That's Obama's bed wow. always accused Democrats of doing is that. Their strong suit, but we, you yeah. know that we we do you know fret things through a bit. The reality is, as Simone says, Joe Biden's going to be the candidate. Joe Biden has a great record to run on, yeah. and Joe Biden's going to be running against somebody terrible. I don't know whether it's Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or but you know never Mike get Pence. Comfortable. I'm sorry. No, Everyone laughed when Donald Trump went down that escalator, and it is not over with Trump. That that's true. But as it's far as Bobby over. Kennedy goes, you know, it, it, you know, he's not going to have 18 percent by the time a primary rolls around. He's the Steve Bannon candidate yeah. on the Democratic side of the Why ticket. Why do you say that? because Steve Bannon has backed his candidacy. Yeah, yeah, and the question is, is he on the ballot in states across the country? I think sometimes people forget that there is a very technical process when it comes to uh, getting on a ballot. And so is Bobby Kennedy, uh, you know, is Steve Bannon bankrolling his ballot access? We don't know, but I would venture to say not. Mika's point, though, is very important. And I mean, Amy has the data. I read it every week, honey. I'm subscribed, a super subscriber. Thank you. And I would just say that if would be a mistake for Democrats not to invest early in this race, because it is not a foregone conclusion that Joe Biden is winning re-election. Right. There are questions with young voters, questions with uh, black voters, Latino voters. Um, we ca you cannot believe that folks are just going to come back out because the other part, the guy on the ticket on the other side, or the woman, is right. a Republican. I, well, I, I've got to go. I'm, they're telling me. I is he fit to be president of the United States? Is Donald Trump fit to be president? Uh, what, this is the way I'll answer that, Geraldo, which is if you believe in his policies, he's the la what, what he's advertising is his policies. He's the last person who could actually execute them and achieve them. He does not have the discipline. He does not have the ability for strategic thinking and linear thinking or setting priorities uh, or how to get things done in the system. It is a horror show. When he's when you know when he's left to his own devices, and and so you may want his policies, but Trump will not deliver Trump policies. He will deliver chaos, and if anything, lead to a backlash that will set his policies much further back than they otherwise would be. Friday, five May, Year of Our Lord, twenty twenty three. I want to bring you Dr. Peter Navarro. We have a lot of capital markets and economics to go through, but I, I, I've got to start with the politics. Probably nobody 
on a working level knows knows President Trump better than his manufacturing and trade czar, Dr. Peter Navarro. Uh, Dr. Navarro, let's start with the top. There, there's a report out. I'm quoted in it, Charlie Kirk, others that President Trump's uh, reverting back to the Trump of 15 and 16 as the outsider taking on the system. And quite frankly, the Republican Party is just getting in the way of that. He's got the Republican voters. The MAGA voters are Republican primary voters. Your thoughts and assessments, sir? All right. Well, let, let's first start with <laughs> when you play those cold opens. You're like throwing red meat at me, right? It's like when Mika and Joe are the same people on the MSNBC set, that tells you a lot. I mean, those people are friggin' idiots. If they think that Robert F. Kennedy Jr., last time I looked, had Kennedy as a last name, who was the son of one of the most important political figures in history, Bobby Kennedy. They don't think he's going to give Joe Biden a run for his money and push that 19% up as it goes. The other thing about that, that whole interplay there, the idea of no debates, no nothing. I mean, don't you remember all of the, the conflicts we had in presidential campaigns where, where Eugene McCarthy challenges. Yeah, it's like it, my head's exploding. These people are fascists at the end of the day. All right? And then you throw me Bill Barr. <laughs> Come on, Bill. I, look, Bill Barr is nothing but a white shoe rhino Republican that's trying to take down Trump. And the fact that Geraldo, of course, is interviewing, no surprise there. The Trump strategy is clear. If you're going to win a presidential race in today's uh, environment, you got to get two things besides Republicans. You got to get independents and you got to get Reagan, Trump, Democrats, which is the blue collar American manufacturing workers that put Reagan in office and that put Trump in office in 2016. And why in the, why would Trump sign a loyalty pledge when he knows damn well that most of the people who control now the Republican Party today will stick him in the back every chance they get. So what Trump is going to do, and I think he, he had a, look, Steve, I don't know who that guy was who ran that 2016 campaign for Trump. He was a friggin' genius because he got Trump to do, you know, run right to the independents, run right to the Reagan Democrats, and he, he won that race in a race that nobody thought happened. So this is just this is politics. You know, this, the thing is, like, run run to the right in the primaries or left if you're a, a Democrat. Run to the middle in the general. Trump is treating this as a general election. He's going for the median voter. That's not a Republican. That's not a Democrat. It's an independent and, and a, 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 a Trump blue-collar Democrat, sir. I want you to go back, before I go to the economics, capital markets, I want you to go back to this thing about debates in the, the Democratic Party, and you saw right there, they're, they're shut down. The guy's at 21%, out of the box, at yes, 21%, box. higher than yes. DeSantis, with no money, and kind of, you know, running on a, a still-to-be-formed platform just on, it's not even charisma, he just knows how to take down the administrative state, he's all over the administrative state nonstop. Yeah. They're sitting there going, no debate, it's over. On the Republican side, you have a guy that's been president of the United States, commander in chief, yes, won the yes, second time and had it stolen from him because RNC because RNC wasn't on top of things. And they're announcing with your good buddy Dave Bossy, ten, count them, brother, ten yeah, yeah. 
primary debates. Sir, your thoughts? Yeah, well, it's like these people on that set, I mean, they they are freaking idiots. I never heard an African-American woman really talking that kind of smack about fascism and not let people have their voice. I mean, can you imagine if the if the ghost of Robert F. Kennedy were sitting there on that set watching that woman? I mean, you know what he would say to her? I'll say the same damn thing. It's like you're you're just that's fascism flat out. And and they, look, if Trump is not going to debates, that woman is going to get on the same set and criticize him, even though, as you point out, Steve, that's the former president who's running way ahead. And all he's got, all he looks forward to in these debates is having the lily pushins try to stick pins in him based on the money they get from the from the globalist Wall Street hedge fund liberal Democrat Steve Schwartzman, Larry Fink's of this world, the club for growth, you want to take him down. Why should he bother? And he's not going to bother. He shouldn't bother. And that's that's just it's just straight politics. What we've got to do, Steve, look, you know, I'm talking to people in, in, in the Trump world there and they're like, hey, he's ahead, way up in the polls, this that, and the other thing. It's like, I don't care what the national polls say, flat out. I do not care. I could give a wit's butt about that. What I care about is the battleground states. We got to win Arizona. We got to win Georgia. We got to win Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. And if we don't win four out of those five states, we don't win the election. So we have to think strategically about how to approach that and what our message is going to be. And we've got to just be very tenacious about that. And President Trump, I think, is going to do that. But I'm hoping that everybody around him doesn't get sucked into this national poll game because that ain't what it's about. It's about winning. They call them a battleground states for a reason. They call this show War Room Battleground for a reason. Dr. Navarro, give us your assessment uh, after, through this week. Uh, you've been the first one to call stagflation. You've been yeah. the first one to say, hey, I think we're going to have a massive problem in commercial real estate, and commercial real estate is tied to regional banks. A great piece in today's Telegraph, Daily Telegraph out of London, saying, hey, we don't care what the Federal Reserve says. We don't care what Jamie Dimon says. We're at the beginning of a banking crisis, and it just ain't in the United States. This yeah. contagion's already spread to Europe. Your thoughts, sir? Well, it's not just the banking crisis. It's also this crisis in commercial real estate, which is a ticking time bomb, which is the result of these 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 large structural shifts in how labor markets and business works. This the pandemic basically created a world in which now remote work is possible and commercial office buildings are bleeding. Um, what I did uh, today, uh, the first PeterNavar.substack.com, um, I'm going to once a week and hopefully share with you every week on the show. On Friday and Saturday, I'm going to issue my weekly market wrap and economic analysis and, and kind of try to provide this big picture because it's, we've got a schism here, Steve, between Wall Street and Main Street, which is growing by the day. I mean, the market had a, a very significant rally today because corporate earnings are above expectations. Uh, things don't appear quite as bad as we thought they were. And meanwhile, we've got this border invasion going on, and it's showing up in the data that, that 
particularly black, brown, and blue collar Americans are just getting hammered by a combination of inflation, eroding their wages, and two million additional entrants at the lower end of the labor market, pushing down wages and driving Americans out of the job, job market. My own view is it, it's the, the, a recession and a market crash is inevitable, but it's, but it's over the horizon at this point because all of these things are, this macro things are very slow moving events until they aren't. So what we, what you do beautifully in this show, Steve, is you point these things out like a good old ex Goldman Sachs guy months and months and months before CNBC and Fox Business even get a whiff of it. And we watch these things. And that's what we're watching now. And there's definitely, I, I, in, in some ways, politically, um, I hate to even say this because somebody will misquote me on this, but it's better to have the crash uh, further out towards the election than now because we, what we need to do is take over the White House and the Congress. But it, it's a common, and what we need to do is what you do so well on the show, Steve, is keep watching uh, what's going on. And that's what I'm trying to do with PeterNavar.substack.com. That's what I'm trying to do there uh, every week, sir. Can it be, I, I want to go back to something, you know, you had a, uh, you had the, the, the actual employment report today. There were more jobs. I think that surprised people on the upside. You got issues yes. with wages, but I want to go back and tie it. One of the reasons you've got still the employment is that the consumer has not you know, the consumer has not capitulated. And one of the reasons it's not capitulating, yes. and now we've crossed, I think, credit card debt of $1 trillion for the first time, and these rates are through the roof. Yeah. And as yeah. you and Cortez have pointed out, you've got repossessions, you've got now people later on their mortgages, uh, you know, it, it, every every indice you have for the, the consumer, and they're feeding in these credit cards. At the same time, the credit contraction yes. is going to start affecting these credit cards where they take it off. Give us your assessment of that, of the employment number versus the consumer, not not saying yeah. uncle yet, but piling up debtors. I mean, every individual right now, these credit cards, particularly younger individuals, have to understand they're a walking leverage buyout. They're like an LBO. They're yeah. leveraging up with this with the with adjustable rate debt that could explode on them. Uh, and it, it's and if you look at the numbers, it's getting worse and worse and worse every month. Sir. Yeah, well, let me do interestingly you raise this because this is exactly what I do in the Substack article. I, I, I go back to the back to basics, which is the four drivers of GDP growth. Right. And they're 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 in the aggregate it's consumption, which is the consumer investment, which is business and then government spending and then the trade part of it. And, and what we have is this this really paradoxical situation with the consumer. Steve, consumer confidence is at a historic low right now. And, and by the textbook, that should say that consumers should be spending less and less, but they're not. And as a result, in the latest GDP report, which came out at a real GDP growth rate of 1.1%, which is, which is stagnant growth, we, we should be hitting three or more. Um, interestingly enough, in the GDP equation, a disproportionate amount of the growth was consumer driven. It was we got 3.7% out of the consumer. Well, we well, it was negative on the business side. So when that netted out, it was 1.1. And that 
it's what we call in economics an unsustainable equilibrium. You can't have consumers fearful of their jobs and under such credit crises and everything that's coming at them and hold up that fort and be, be the linchpin of things. So uh, that's why I think a, a lot of forecasters are saying, yeah, well, the recession's coming. And <laughs> they keep saying that. And yeah, it's coming. But like I say, these macro events are slow moving. You don't get like, like quick, abrupt moves um, in the economy. You can have them in the financial markets, but not in the economy. It's kind of a, a kind of a slow, slow moving kind of train here. Um, and, and my view, Steve, is that it's inevitable that the consumer has to run out of fuel because um, of the balance sheet. But the other thing, Steve, is this: the younger generation, let me sound like an old fogey now, they, they just have a different view. You know, they don't care about having a car. They don't care about having a house. They live day to day. They don't care about getting married, having kids. And they're used to, you know, from the day they were like in high school, credit card companies were sending them credit cards. And so, um, it's it's part of the overall risk. Last thing I'll say on this, Steve, is no, I no. think a lot of yeah. you know, people from the pandemic are freaked out, and they have a, a higher discount rate, meaning that that they they see they see apocalypse more than than they they should, or and, and they're they're willing to just spend more money than they have. That's a problem. Well, you see it also in the student loans. I mean, they, yeah. they don't mind getting the debt and taking on. Then they want somebody to bail them out. Many of the people yes. with the, well, the student debt I mean, why, are the exact same people have the credit cards. Loans, you know the Democrats are going to bail you out. I mean, that's that's a whole other topic. But uh, bottom line is the, the consumer spending that's propping up the current a meager growth rate is unsustainable, full stop. Yeah. Okay, uh, Peter, how do people get to the Substack? Yeah, it's just uh, peternavarro.substack.com, peternavarro.substack.com. That's the gateway uh, also to the Taking Back Trump's America podcast. And, and if you go to the Substack, uh, you can find out about the uh, strategic macroeconomics course that you have posted up um, on your website. And it's, it's the first course. Um, in uh, War Room University, are proud to be part of uh, the Bannon effort to uh, bring financial and market literacy uh, to the uh, to the posse. College. Um, it's all good, friend. Co Co said, College said, of the Deplorables, by the way. Back, back in the swamp, um, you've already you already <laughs> pale back there, man. You look more relaxed. What can I say? <laughs> I know it. I, I'm I'm grinding. By the way, let me let me compliment your producer, your on-scene producer and and head of art direction, who I know is extremely talented for the. I'd love the I'd love the the new shirt look with the with the new oh, background. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah, let, let me get you it here. Stand out. Oh, hey, thanks, <laughs> brother. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm like yeah, Thank you, hey, Mark. Hey, get, get, bring me a croissant here over here, would you? <laughs> And and give me this little make up here, like you give with Bannon during the breaks. <laughs> Hair and makeup. Thank you, brother. Appreciate yeah, my it. brother. You uh, yeah, have a great shoot. weekend, Doc. Doctor Peter Navarro. Let's play. I want to play bars thing again with Geraldo. We have the short version, longer version. Geraldo sits there and sucks up to him for about ten minutes and finally gets to the question. Let's hear the question, and I'll give uh, an observation. 
Is he fit to be president of the United States? Is Donald Trump fit to be president? Uh, what, this is the way I'll answer that, Geraldo, <laughs> which is if you believe in his policies, he's the la what, what he's advertising is his policies, he's the last person who could actually execute them and achieve them. <laughs> he does not have the discipline. He does not have the ability for strategic thinking and linear thinking or setting priorities uh, or how to get things done in the system. It is a horror show. When he's, when, you know, when he's left to his own devices. And, and so you may want his policies, but Trump will not deliver Trump policies. He will deliver chaos and, if anything, lead to a backlash that will set his policies much further back than they otherwise would be. Okay, this is a new theme. You know, Trump, this is, once again, Trump with, uh, Trumpism without Trump. It's a, it's a total fantasy. Remember, Bill Barr, was right there. Bill Barr was, uh, I think, and I think this can be proven, was guilty of, uh, of almost treason with not following directives by the commander-in-chief and think he knew better. You had Mark Milley, you had Esper, Barr was part of this. Barr also is in a stone-cold lie that we're going to get to the bottom of. Um, Barr told the president they had done a report in a study that showed there was no voter fraud by all the U.S. attorneys in these key battleground states. He told him in the Oval Office. And then it, it fails to mention in his book, but he said in the Oval Office, it's on the record that the, the, the uh, you know, we, we did this study, there's no voter fraud. That's a lie. The reason we know it's a lie, the Epoch Times did a FOIA request. All of the field offices, all the U.S. attorneys' offices in the states came back and said, we did no report, we did no analysis, we sent nothing to Maine Justice that Bill Barr had lied directly to the President of the United States. The only one that did was the U.S. Attorney in, in Philadelphia, who later ran for, uh, for governor of the state. And they sent back, well, we can't, he sent a letter to actual Barr that said, there has been fraud. We think there is, particularly with the mail-in ballots and the signature, verification. And Bill Barr told him to stand down. The order from Maine Justice was to stand down. Bill Barr is another rhino stone-cold liar that betrayed his country and betrayed the President of the United States who reported to. He should have resigned. He also lied to him about what he was doing on BLM. Bill Barr is just a stone-cold liar. And no, President Trump can execute quite well. I know that from personal experience, and, and Peter Navarro would back that up to the people that work for him. There's this tendency now, I think even Vivek it said this article in the New York Times that uh, President Trump has taken the Trump plan as far as he can. He hasn't even started yet. He hasn't even started yet. He says he's quoted by saying President Trump's good policies, but they're gone. This is the new theme they're going to start coming up with. Trump's policies are great, but you can't have Trump to execute him. That is 1,000% wrong. 1,000% wrong. President Donald J. Trump is going to win the primary. President Donald J. Trump is going to win the presidency for the third time. Short commercial break, going back in the worm in just a moment. Junk science. That's what the doctor called many of those fruit and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce department fruits and vegetables with few health benefits. Now look, I take Field of Greens because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered-down supplement, and it's backed by a better health 
promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. I don't eat as healthy as I should. I got that. I know it. I own it. That's why I take Field of Greens. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy. And I mean way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next checkout checkup when your doctor says, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Do that today. Right now, many Americans are feeling powerless. You know the feeling. The economy isn't stable. Crime continues to plague our communities. And those in charge do not seem to care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself. And that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual far, firearm at any time in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton of money on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon. When you go to itargetpro.com right now, don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with itargetpro. That's the letter itargetpro.com. itargetpro.com, and the offer code is Bannon. Starting the new year, how will you prepare yourself, friends, and family? In the news, you're seeing constant government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflicts, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why over the last year, I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communications stay private. They're one of America's largest satellite companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon. Get a bivy stick or an Imarsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, that's you get a bivy stick or a Marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to sat.com right now. That's sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action.
War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. I'm going to show you an interview of uh, former Trump propagandist Steve Bannon interviewing a crazy person. Now, I don't say that lightly. OK, I, one of the things in this clip that I'm going to show you, this this is bonkers stuff. I wouldn't let children see this. It's so disturbing. Uh, Steve Bannon interviews a woman named Mary Beth. Is that her first name? Is that her first and middle name? Is that her first and last name? We have no idea. Her name is Mary Beth, supposedly. And Mary Beth says she believes that the satanic temple is secretly sending recruiters to school in after school programs to recruit and even grab children. Think about that for a second. And Steve Bannon, I guess, kind of pretends like Mary Beth is a sane person. And one of the what's the point here? Mental health, very serious issue not to be stigmatized. We want everybody to have access to mental health services. It's not a joke or any of it. OK, the point here is. Much of what the right has normalized as political discourse is the sort of stuff that really should be handled by mental health professionals. Let's listen. If it isn't in your school system, it will be soon. So please be on the lookout for it. Um, like I said, it kind of snuck up on us. We had no idea. I've told people about it. They think I'm crazy when I talk about it. Yeah. But Google it, look for it and definitely look for it in your school system. How it goes to an after school program. Mm -hmm. Are you one of the parents that have to work and they got to stay after school and on other things? And these and the satanic people are are wandering around the school hall because trust me, they'll be looking for They'll be looking to grab these kids and put them in mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So that's very concerning to me. Um yeah, the satanic temple has infiltrated after school programs. This is crazy stuff. And the fact that Steve Bannon has her on and sort of pretends like this is a real concern. This is a, that this is a normal thing fuels a crisis in this country. And I want to what's it's so difficult to address this topic. We do, I don't want to be disrespectful nor minimize mental illness. We let also me, have me, to let me uh, come in here. Memphis and, and Memphis, just put a pin in that because I want to get Pacman back on David Pacman is a and this is why uh, we've invited Meredith back here. Pacman is a very smart guy. He uh, just had Mike Lindell, uh, you know, our six o'clock shows on Lindell TV just had Mike on a couple of months ago, I think, I don't know, for 20 or 30 minutes and, and you know, and gave as good as he got. It was a very good interview. He pressed Mike hard, as you should. Uh, he's a very smart guy, does a lot of analysis of a lot of our content. And as obviously we don't agree with all of it, but it's always sharp and, and, and on point, even when we disagree with the points. There's something different here. This was a this was the first time I've seen him try to do a total diversion away from the topic. That and I told Mary Beth first hand when a guy as serious as Pacman comes out and doesn't want to address the topic, but all of a sudden the issue is the mental health. The issue is this poor, crazy woman that wandered onto the stage. And really what, what he was criticizing as crazy is what I was saying. For those of you who didn't see the five o'clock show, we played the Liberty Council. Remember this issue with these after-school programs, and I'll turn it over to you. The after-school programs is that they have had these uh, after-school programs of um, evangelical. There's an evangelical Christian society that has this after-school programs for children to love one another and to give the values of the Judeo-Christian West. And uh, and what has come up 
is the, uh, I guess, the Satanic Temple uh, has now gone into many public schools and areas and tried to counter that with a satan Satan club in is when Murth's on here last time and if we maybe we get the jingle they have a cute jingle and they do all this and the kids about self empowerment and all these things. And the Liberty Council guys have been fighting this across the country. Now they have a certain different take on it. They think, hey, what they're trying to do is force the Christian clubs out because they're trying to say we're religion, their religion, maybe we're a pagan religion, their religion, it's all gotta go. Pacman didn't want to address any of that. So I want you I want to give you the floor. You're, you're back now. Because I and the reason is since you brought this to our attention, as many people do, folks realize how the worm works. We get a lot of people giving us stuff all over the country. We got to curate it and go through it. And 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 you brought this to me several months ago. I said you gotta get more, and now we've been inundated. And and the Liberty Council guy said, Hey, this is a, a big problem. But it was me. I was saying, Hey, they're running around grabbing the kids after school. You were sat there saying, I think you may be crazy this day. <laughs> but 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 give yourself David Pacman is not he's a very smart guy. Why would he go when you're presenting about the satanic clubs? And of course we played what happened in Boston over the weekend, although it's a different organization. Why would he then go immediately and try to attack you as a crazy person? Well, I would think that if you're over the target, that's when you get attacked. Um, I, I'm going to wear the crazy as a badge of honor and because I stand, I help to stand in the way of protecting our children. And so if that's what I have to do, I'll do it. I think, and I said during the last interview, the reason why people do not or are afraid to stand up is for this very reason. I was attacked for being crazy to all of his listeners. The man doesn't know me. I was pre presenting facts. And well, in fact, he said he didn't want uh, this segment. He didn't want his young children or young children should not watch it. And aren't you there trying to protect young children? Yes, that's the whole purpose of this. But the Satanic Temple, I mean, I had never heard of it until recently, to be honest with you. But they're over 700,000 strong. They've been around. They were founded in 2013. They obtained tax-exempt status in 2019, which does allow them access to public spaces, just as other religious organizations. And that's what, why they're popping up in schools now. Um, they can also apply for faith-based government grants, which I wasn't aware of uh, that. So... Um, one of the main philosophies of the temple is critical thought as a way to prevent blind obedience to leaders. And that is the reason they want to get in primary schools in these after-school clubs. So they can, you know, formulate the impressionable minds of the little children. You mean children. get into the kids early? Yes. When yeah. they're just learning so how to yes. reason. So. And that plays into the thing of the, of the devil is, you know, the, the Lucifer... I'd rather reign in, in Milton's Paradise Lost. I'd rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. I, that your ego, your you, you know better than God. It's, it's one of the things we talk about in transhumanism. It makes you. This is one of the issues we have in artificial intelligence today, right? Where you mm -hmm. people think that they are gods. They can create godlike structures, and we don't need God. Right. Exactly. They believe in independence and freedom of will. Do you think Pacman knew this? Uh, Pacman's not a dumb guy. I mean, he's a very smart guy. He does a lot of analysis of shows. He researched stuff. He clearly knows what's going on here. Why would he try to divert it? Why do you think they don't want to talk about this as a topic? Well, I think they just want to act like 
it doesn't exist. So that way they... And people yeah. came to you. It was young mothers and parents and, and, and grandmothers, and, and grandmothers and all, that said, yes. yeah. and this is particularly in certain areas of the country we right. know, right. that it's not being pushed back on. Correct. Like, I'm dealing with Chesapeake, Virginia right now. Um, the parents are not pushing back. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to come today. They have their next school board meeting May 22nd. And I would love to see it inundated with people fighting back on this. Um, parents, unfortunately, I don't think are being parents currently. And I know that they're tired and they're stressed and they're pulled in a lot of directions. But your most important job is to be a parent. And right now, it's a war, whether you know it or not, for your children. And they are coming for them. And it's time for everybody to stand up. Parents, grandparents, everyone. Um, you think that parental rights, you're starting to see uh, the parental rights was driven. You've seen the Moms for Liberty, mm -hmm. the Moms for America. There's a lot of dads, uh, too. We just had a great pastor on last week um, talking about that. The parental rights movement has been something at, at the tip of the It's changed the election, in, in, in obviously, in Virginia, um, North Carolina. Mark Robinson's just announced for... Um, for governor and the and the guardian today had as their number one article mark robinson is a problem because mark robinson's a hater mark robinson is a uh is a bad guy and one of the reasons he's a bad guy he's all over this this issue about the the formation that they're trying to get their hands on the kids to to, to form in a, in a different way away from the judeo-christian west uh, and yet he's a he's enemy he's public enemy number one because he's trying to change things in north carolina and you've seen a lot in North Carolina, as you've presented to me in the past, the SEU, the first one to bring to my attention, SEL, and how dangerous SEL is. When you say you don't think some of the parents are doing that, with all the, you know, the economy where it is, you've got two jobs, you've got kids running around, they're trying to go and, and trying to go to the school boards and fight CRT, SEL. Now you throw the satanic club in there. You know, how much can parents do? They're trying to take over these school boards. This meeting's going to be on the 22nd of May. Yeah, correct. If this is the Chesapeake school system or is yeah, it? Yeah, the school board. School board Chesapeake. for Chesapeake, Virginia? Yes. Chesapeake, Virginia is essentially between Norfolk Naval Station and, and Oceana, Virginia Beach, and the Anfid Base. Tons of veterans, tons of military. How could they possibly have a problem with this, this, the after school Satan Club? If we're, if we're struggling in Chesapeake, we have problems, right? Well, I can tell you, I live near Fort Bragg. And we have issues there. They're pushing back on the parental rights. I mean, they are furious about it, that the, that parents have rights over their children. I, I've just never... You're saying the parental rights down in those counties are a big... Are big yes, uh, it's become, yeah. It's a big, it's a big it's pushback? A big, yeah. What... Um, tell me what's your other friend. I don't need to... I know you did your research here. <laughs> I know you did your research. Tell me about that. What's the difference in the Satanic Temple... That's in back of the Satan clubs, and my friends at the at the uh, at the at the uh, at, 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 at Satan at SatanCon. They're two different organizations, right? No, the Satanic Temple is the one behind Satan. Oh, it, it, yeah. it, it, oh, really? They're yeah. all wow. They're all the, the same. Wow. Yeah. So that thing I showed at the first was actually the same. Uh, yes. Okay. Fine. Yes. What? Um, and so, what? What are you calling on parents to do? Given that, I think we've, I, we're trying to make the case that you're not crazy. That you didn't think this well, up. I didn't say. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. But no. <laughs> but um, you did contact a defamation. Lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can take it. Um, 
No, I just I really think parents need to wake up. I think Did you ever think in your did you ever sleep. think in your entire life that we would be having a discussion on television about Satan clubs and schools after school? I mean it's no. it's almost incomprehensible. No, it is as hard as it is for parents to raise kids. When you said and that's where I was that's why I made the point. I said they're gonna be dragging the little kids in for the critical you know, everything's critical thinking. They're gonna right. give them you know, it's right. critical race there, we're gonna we're gonna take you critical thought. Right. Which is a, a Gramsci, that's a Marxist, a neo-Marxist way to, to, to get kids to hate authority, to hate, exactly. to, to hate structure, to hate order, and to love chaos. Right. And then what do you have? I mean, you have schools out of control. You have, I mean, it, everything implodes with that if, if you have chaos. So parents just need to wake up, um, you know, and that's why I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and coming on here trying to warn people. and and asking people to get involved because this is a war and we've got to do it. It's now or never. It's coming at a record speed. I mean, all these things. And, and you look at it with abortion. Well, we had with, Bishop Snyder here yesterday and then the dinner last night. And it was one of the toughest um, men I know in the world, uh, and you know him very well, that sat there and goes, what, got, what, ha what has him so shocked is how quickly this has all happened. Yes. Just over the last couple of years. These weren't topics we even talked about. But then you go back and you see the experts. They said, no, this has been building for quite a while. And they've been working this for quite a while. This just did not come up. In fact, can we play? I want to play. Can we play the Liberty Council? I do That's want to play the Liberty Council because there is a difference of opinion here among, on our side. The Liberty Council do a great job. They're trying to argue that, hey, this may not be as serious as you think as an actual club itself. Qua club, they're doing it from a legal perspective. That's why they got tax exempt status as right. a religion. That that's why they they've gotten all the all the all the ability to go for faith exempt issues. They've tried to set themselves up as a religion, and what they're trying to do is legally use it to get rid of these after school clubs. Which I understand the little clubs of the evangelicals have done a fantastic job. Right. Let's play that clip, and then I'll, I, we you can compare and contrast your belief, which is hey, we got to shut the clubs down, right? Mm -hmm. While they're there. Let's go ahead and play this. Isn't the issue, you got these parents, and it just takes a couple of kids, because the way they're selling it, we played the jingles on uh, and showed the videos on Saturday. I think my sister was here. She, she brought it up because a lot of people she knows worried about this. They make it into self-empowerment. They, they don't really, you're not having the, they're not sacrificing animals, right? They're, they're not doing black mass at the beginning. They're, they're looking at it as a self-empowerment tool. If you look at this, it's all the, it's all the modern, you know, the 21st century modernist, uh, modernism's, you know, self-help therapy is all this. The kid can be self-empowered. They can have self-respect. They do all this. Isn't the issue, does any of these get traction at all? Maybe they don't start with anybody, but you just get one or two kids that get sucked into this. Next thing you know, you've got, you know, a third of the school is there for self-empowerment, and they're leading them down the path. To, it may start with agnostic and atheism, but it leads down to as bad as that is, as horrible as that is, it leads you down to something actually more more perverted, sir. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Steve. That's that's certainly right. Uh, on the one hand, uh, oftentimes they're a flash in the pan and they fizzle out. Uh, on the other hand, uh, they're not sacrificing, you know, people or animals as part of their rituals, but they're playing with fire with these satanic symbols, or they call themselves satanic clubs, and now they're going into these self-help issues. 
And the problem is not whether you have a lot of these proliferate. I don't think you will. But even having some of them, you're going to have kids uh, that get involved in some of these clubs. And the consequences, although they may look like fun and games at the beginning, are going to be problematic the longer that they're led down this false path. So, so there's Liberty Council, who are the most serious guys in, 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 in going after these types of things. And he basically said in the earlier part of the interview, we didn't play, that, hey, I think it's legally, we're going after legally. But he does reinforce your fact that he says, I don't know if you're going to be seeing sacrifice of animals after school or human sacrifice, but some of these cl clubs are going to get established and little kids are going to be exposed to this. So you stepped out of your comfort zone because you're kind of a behind the scenes type, Correct. right? You would Correct. say, yes. we, we would, we would say you're a behind the scenes type. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it this given you've been behind the scenes on SEL, you've been behind the scenes on CAT. What was, what was it about this? You figured, Hey, it's not getting enough. It's not getting enough momentum. It's not getting enough traction. Uh, and this is important enough that I'm going to come out of my comfort zone. And here's a lesson. Everybody in the posse is going to, have to step out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to push yourself. This is one of the reasons we've been so successful. You got a huge scalp today at CDC. Next Tuesday is a meeting at the White House that you drove. Don't think you didn't drive it. You drove it. But every every person is stepping out of their comfort zone and using your agency. Why was it the Satan Clubs that that, that led you to do that? Well, I I think it's still fairly new. It's not in a lot of schools yet. So if we can be headed off at the pass, um, and because it does deal with our children, there's nothing more important than our children and their souls and, and all. So I just, you know, like I said, I'll be, if they want to call me crazy, that's fine. I'll wear it as a badge of honor if I can stop this or, or get others to help stop this. Um, you know. Again, I think we're in a war. I think we're in a battle. Are you going to back need. off? Is David oh, no. pa is David no. Pacman gotten you no. backed off? No. Are, you are you gun shy? <laughs> the David Pacman, a, a heavy duty intellectual that <laughs> that breaks down these shows in a very intellectual yeah. way, and is one of the one of the guys on the left that really kind of deconstructs and shows how 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 uh, bad the right is and how there's all you know. I'm I'm not a guy doing a show. It's Steve Bannon, the propaganda. Steve Bannon, Trump's mm -hmm. uh, propagandist. You know, Steve Bannon. Uh, the bad guy. That's not, not going to. You're not going to. You're not going to go curl up in a fetal position and no, say, no, "Please, no. please, Mr. Pacman, <laughs> leave I, please leave me alone. I'll send you a five dollar <laughs> contribution. Keep your show going." You're not going to do that. No, I'm not. But I, I will say, I was. If he attacked on fact, that's something different. Or if he had a difference of opinion, that's fine. That's what America's about. I have no problem with that. If he's very for it and I'm very against it, that's fine. But to attack somebody personally and call them names, especially crazy, to a woman is not a good thing uh -oh. for any man to do. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> but... He went there. Uh, yes, he went there. No, but that's where we picked it up because he normally does these very sophisticated analysis. Here, it was a total diversion from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And particularly in the fact that we had Liberty Council on that reinforced it. And I was really the one saying most of this. You were kind of laying out... The facts. We only got about a minute or so. Once again, Chesapeake. I know you, the people in Chesapeake, yes. you're very close to. Yes. What, it, it's May 22nd. May 22nd. Yes. It's a it's school, board school board meeting. Please show up in masses. We need you. Th this is where you guys are going to lay out your your arguments against this club. Yes. Yes. And we need numbers behind us. Last school board meeting, two people showed up. So 
We need a lot. Why is CRT, CRT and SEO got a lot more? What, is this hard getting traction? Are people afraid? They're intimidated. They're afraid David Pakman's going to call them crazy. Is that what it is? Well, I think I do think people are afraid to step out of their comfort zone because they will be called crazy. They could be attacked personally and all. And I think some people just haven't uh, heard gotten that much word, about it yet. So it's just on the early stage. Yeah. But for all Christians, I say you cannot stay lukewarm any longer. Please get involved. Okay, thanks. Thanks for stopping back by. Thanks, um, thanks for having and, me. And uh, David Pakman, you're better than that. You do great analysis. Make sure you stick to the – stay on the topic, David Pakman. You're smart. Um, not exactly a fan of the War Room's content, the propaganda. Okay, tomorrow morning it's going to be, we've got Global Economic, we're going to have Philip Patrick here. I think Frank Gaffney's going to be with me. I'm going to break down this. Nicole, we're going to talk about Miles Guo and the situation of the CCP, all of it. Break down a lot of economics. I have a big update in politics tomorrow morning also with President Trump and the campaign. 10 a.m. Eastern Day Time Live. See you back in the War Room. Thanks, kid. Thanks. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. 
It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 